for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. the KSL Sports Zone. I just try to inform with the dog stuff. That's all. I'm just I, that was not my intention to get you riled up. I apologize. I, I will not because I got a couple buddies texting me like you. I'm like, okay, fine. I will not on whole world news. No more dog stories. I, I commit to you. No more. We knew somebody that used to do stories like this in this yeah down stories. No, it wasn't down. Heartbreaking. It wasn't. It wasn't my intention. I apologize. And I want P to get mad at me again. You know how much I love dogs. Like I you, know you do. And that's you know why. Like they're because the, the, when I so the most I, near thing to my. I heart. know. So when I see a story, because you talk about how your dogs, you let them lick you all the time. Yeah. And so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that, that, yeah, it's it's free, it's free lick zone. And so when you you know, and so when I see a story about a man almost dying because his dog licked him. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to tell Hans because he needs to maybe not do that anymore because I care. Well, you know our guy's just going to take a chance. Uh, He'll uh, take that chance. I've been being licked by a lot of dogs for a lot of years. I've never gotten <laughs> anything from it. So All right. I'm going to keep rolling the dice. Keep rolling. Yep, playing the little dog roulette. I think you could do better. Hey, by the way, well, you, you said you'd give Lloyd a list. What is your Toby Keith list? Because I, I not as good as I once was, yep. is one of my all-time favorites. I love this bar, probably up there, number two, number three. I'm looking at, I'm looking up some of his, because I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up. How here. do you like me now is in my top uh, five. Get you some is probably right up there for me. Um, wish I didn't know now. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, get drunk and be somebody. Yeah. As good as I once was, you said that one, right? Yeah, that's. I think that might be my uh, beer for my horses. I forgot about that one. That's a really good one. As good as I once was, I think is my favorite Toby Keith. Yeah. But there's some good ones. Yeah. No. He look. You go through his greatest hits. It's like wow. There's some good stuff there. See, beer for my horses. I like because he, he. It's him and Willie. That's kind of well, then he also has the song called Weed with Willie. That's a funny song. I don't know if I heard that one. Uh, but, yeah, no, like the guy just pumped out some great songs. And, you know, look, you know, I, you can say what you want about him. You can – I just – I always feel bad when people – all right, so, you know, if you don't like his politics, you don't like what he said or something like that, guess what? The man died today. Like, hey, back off a little bit, right? 
I, I, I just always feel I, the keyboard warriors out there that are dancing on some man's grave make me want to throw up. Mm-hmm. So you didn't agree with him. Fine. That's totally your right. But guess what? Well, that's, it's, it's where we, it's somehow we've gotten to that point in our society. And I hate it. I just, it makes I me sick, it. honestly. And, you know, it's, if somebody didn't want to get the vaccination or did want to get it, if they didn't want to wear a mask, if they do want to vote for Biden or they don't want to vote for Biden or they do want to, and it's like, we just can't, we can't find the common ground. Instantly, it's burning to the ground. They're hateful. And it's, it's crazy how we've gotten here. Because aside from all of that, the guy put out some amazing music. Yeah, I've just, hey, look. He brought some smiles to my face. Some catchy tunes, man. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, Scotty. Here's uh, this is Shea Gilgis Alexander's last, uh, let's see, 12 games. You ready? Yeah, hit me. 31 points, 37, 31, 33, 33, 32, 31, 31, 37, 34, and 31. Uh, I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. Gilgis Alexander, you might want to key in on him tonight. There, there might, there, there might, it's a possibility that he's going to score some points on you. So I would just wonder, you know, with Will Hardy and with NBA, I, I was talking about the quality control coaches at the NFL level, and you've got an entire week to plan for these NFL games and the amount of planning that goes into it knowing every tendency and percentage and all of the things that you know. I've always wondered with the NBA how much each game is individually specified to whatever that team is doing. And and I got to imagine it's it's heavy that way, yeah. but you're playing so many games in a year. I just don't know if you've got the extent to get to, but you do play them a couple times, so you understand personnel. It is hard, you know, in, it, like in college when you have two games a week. Yeah. You can really but, focus in and dial in on tendencies and individual players and stuff like you that. you got three games-ish I just, or three days-ish to prepare. I just, uh, I just don't know how a team can really – because especially back end of a back-to-back or – you know, three games in five days, how much time you can spend in actual game prep. And maybe, you know, it's another reason why scoring's probably exploded. Yeah. I I just, yeah, I've always thought about that because you said so you go in, is it, is it an overly specific, hey, we're going to rotate to double Gilgis Alexander. We're going to close quick on Holmgren, get it out of his hands on the perimeter. You know, we, we're going to watch Giddy for his drive and dish. We're, nobody leave Dort in the corner. How are we going to handle that? Look, who Who's constantly out there? When when Dan comes off the bench or, or whoever yeah. is coming off the bench, this is how we're going to handle this. I was, I was wondering with that NBA because you're on the road, you've got shoot-arounds. Like how deep and specific do you get with each game plan? It does seem like to me that there would be a lot of halftime adjustments. Somebody lights yeah. on fire and, and somebody's torching you, whether it's a, a pick and roll specific or, you know, whatever they're doing. Maybe it's something they're doing defensively that's slowing you down. I've got to imagine that 
your adjustments are very heavy at halftime in the NBA. Yes, I would imagine as well. And a lot of in-game stuff. I mean, there's you've got so many staff members now. You know, when I got in this business, you had Jerry Sloan, you had Gordy Chiesa, you had Phil Johnson, and then uh, Kenny Nat. That was it, you know. And uh, Smitty was hanging in there somewhere. And now you've got almost, it seems like, one coach for every player. And you do those, well, you do that sideline, you know, view, and you're looking at every player has a coach in his face. Like, did, 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 oh, did. Yeah. somebody's got an iPad and they're looking at this, and it's they've just, got a review specific coach. Exactly. It's just oh, that's a, our review coach. Yeah, it's just amazing the amount of support that these guys have now. And so, yes, in game um, is incredible. Halftime certainly is as well. And there's a lot of just adjusting on the fly with all these games in a short amount of time and an inability to prep. Because if you go back to, what was it, December 11th when these two teams played, Jazz lost Oklahoma City by 14, but Gilgis Alexander had uh, 30 points in that game. But here's the number that really jumps out. And I know that plus minus can be a little iffy, but they won that game by 14 points. Oklahoma City was plus 35 when he was out on the court. (laughs) Plus 35. At the end of the game. Yeah. Yet they only won by 14. Plus 35 in his minutes. Jeez. Well, I said that I think maybe the second best player in the NBA, but I would say as far as healthy and active, he's probably number one. If we remove Joel Embiid from the NBA MVP race, it's probably Shea. It's probably Gilgis Alexander. Which means he'll win it now. Right? You know, I, I guess that you could look at the Joker and you could say, well, maybe it's still Nicole Jokic. It's and probably maybe little... that's the easy pick. But Gilgis Alexander yeah. is averaging 31, 6, and 7. 31 points, 6 rebounds, and 7 assists. You talked about that last stretch. The last game he played against Toronto, he had 23. That snapped a streak of nine consecutive 30-point games. 30-point games, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a, he's just been special this year, and and I I have to look at what where Oklahoma City is. Oklahoma City's just passed Minnesota; they're the one seed. Minnesota and Oklahoma City are just sitting neck and neck. But I think that they currently hold the tiebreaker over Minnesota, so Oklahoma City is in the one seed in the West. They have won. They have won ten of their last twelve, I believe it is. Let me just pull that up. I want to make sure. Uh, or is it eight of their last ten? One, two, three, four, five. They've, they've won eight of their last ten. They're eight and two in their last ten. Wow. And they just do everything right. They do everything right. David mentioned it. One of two teams in the league right now, top ten defensively and top ten offensively. Yes. I think I think that he mentioned that on his on his way out on that interview. I'm excited. I think tonight's going to tell us a lot about the Jazz. Uh, top. Oh, okay. Uh, and and he uses a different service. Yes, uh, he does. I, I'm looking at Basketball Reference, and uh, I, I I think it's Clean the Glass. I think that's who David uses. There's another one uh, where they take out numbers in um, blowouts. Basketball Reference doesn't, but Basketball Reference has Oklahoma City as the fifth best offense and the sixth best defense mm. in the NBA. And I think 
I think David does use that clean the glass. Yeah, and I think they're higher in that ranking because they take out all the numbers and blowouts. And when a score reaches a certain extent, they just throw the stats out because they don't think that should count, which I, I tend to agree with. So I actually asked David the question about the environment and why it was if it had a playoff feel against Milwaukee with a purpose. Because I'm wondering how you bottle that with Oklahoma City here at the Delta Center and whatever that was. And it was a Sunday game. And I thought, David, that's an interesting point. David said, you know, that Sunday crowd might be a different crowd than yeah. what you typically get with your season ticket holders. They're not the, you know, full season, let's play it cool, we've been here a bunch. It's the, we might get one ticket or two tickets in a season, and this is our opportunity to come in and be crazy. But it was different. You felt it. Oh, yeah. I felt it. Lloyd yep. was there with his boys. Uh, Lloyd one of the craziest environments you've been in in a it regular was. season, right? Yeah, for a Sunday game, like, it was it was nuts. So I I asked that question for a reason, because if you can find a way to bottle whatever that energy was up, specifically in the fourth quarter with the fans that leaked into the players, leaked into your rookie in Keontae George, leaked into your sophomore, your second-year guy in Walker Kessler that's had some strange struggles, and those guys started playing really high-level basketball, really smart basketball yeah and the crowd was going crazy and it all came together for whatever it was a 40 to 16 run or however they finished that 40 13 maybe it was how do you bottle that because if you could bottle that the, the energy crowd energy that the players interaction the the coaches belief you saw will hardy jogging almost uh um skipping over to the huddle because he was he, it was like he was floating off the floor because he could fill it with the players and fill it with the fans and bring that energy to Oklahoma City and be like, hey, by the way, we're not dead. It was also one of those games where you had you had some guys that were antagonizing the Jazz oh, yeah. in yeah. a way with, with Giannis and Beasley. Yeah, like Milwaukee they were, There was some... some antagonizing going on that really – and Colin Sexton, he's I mean, he really – you saw him feed up. He's like, okay, we're going to do this? Let's do this. Well, a couple former Jazz guys – on that team with Crowder, who probably yeah. didn't have any interaction with current Jazz roster that I know of, but Beasley for sure, yeah, who's had interaction with this current Jazz roster. Yeah, they, I think they wanted to bow up and, and bring something different. I don't think that there's a current player on the Thunders roster that has any previous Jazz ties. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Um. Maybe that makes it different, Lloyd. But it shouldn't take know. something. I mean, it shouldn't take something like that to get you. No. to get you going. But that's, that's what good teams do. They figure out a way. Yeah, they don't need a need somebody like that to feed off of. But once you get that spark, here you go. Well, it, that game was on the road to embarrassment. Yes, Milwaukee was on the road to embarrassing Dude, the. Jets. I told the kids, I was like, in the second quarter, I was like, we might be heading out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we might be heading out in the fourth quarter pretty yeah. quickly. I wouldn't say I blame you, honestly. When, That's when, the way it was heading. When did you realize it was turning? Middle to end of third quarter, and you're right, like, oh, right. maybe in we'll that third camp quarter. Out. Yeah, I was like, okay, there's. When did you feel like the crowd something. realized it? it? Was about the same time. About the same time. Yeah, yeah. They started getting into it, and you started seeing, you know, Giannis flopping around like he was, and like it was like, jazz fans were. You could tell they were get, they were getting after him. Yeah. Hmm. I'd love to see a recreation tonight. I'd love to see it. But I'm I'm really excited to watch OKC, top team in the West, and currently 
one of the the top the the teams that I've got circled as a potential contender. Although I'm I'm leaving the Clippers probably as the contender out of the West, and I'm still I'm just gonna because I made the the early prediction. I'm still gonna say Milwaukee finds a way to come together, even though they won't. For real. Well, remember I made that prediction. I know you did, but you can back. You look. We'll let you back off on it. Is Damien done? Yes. Damien's done. Okay. If now, Damien's now, look, done, when we say over. done, it's not like like the dude's not crashing and burning. But, but it's not Dame time. He's not Dame time. He'll have a few flashes here and there. But the consistent Dame that we've seen for so many years, I think that's in the rearview mirror now. As much as it bums me out because I love that dude and I love what he's brought to the table. I love his attitude. He's been such a fun player to watch in the league for so long and so loyal to Weber State and everything that goes along with it. But there's a point where you just realize, you know, father time got you. And he, he he made like two shots. I'm gonna say it was in that third quarter. And I even told I told you I said it's Dame time. Yeah, here see, we go. Uh oh. He, he hit a three just above the yeah. break. And yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. It's on. on and the then all of a sudden, side. the very next one, it was like a heat check, and all of a sudden it clanked, and it was like wasn't even close. Yeah. And that and when we came on on Monday and we were talking about that game that the that I think in that first segment, I was explaining the the moment where I thought, oh, Dame's going to take over. He brings the ball down. He's got that subtle jaw clinch. He's kind of pressing the hand of the floor a little bit. It's like, uh, I don't know, a minute into the fourth quarter, looking looking at his team like, oh, I got this. And he didn't have it. Not even close. Yeah. And you know he wanted to do that in the Delta Center. Oh, yeah. No, that made, that, that game means a little more to him. Yeah, he wanted to do that in the Delta Center. He wanted to prove it to the people of Utah. I think more importantly, he's trying to prove it to himself and Doc Rivers and Giannis. Like, hey, no, 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 everybody, don't. Giannis, stop leaking this stuff of you're unhappy in Milwaukee, man. Don't, don't do that. Hey, I know we just had this coaching change, and there's this look like we've got disruption in the locker room. Nobody pay attention to that. I'm going to come out here. We're going to get through this. I'm going to hit some big shots. We're still going to be the team to beat out of the East. And it was like, nah, man, nah. you're not. And so, to me, it's like if if Dame can't be Dame, I just felt like if there was a second true facilitator to what Giannis Antetokounmpo brings to the court, I felt like – Milwaukee could be a real threat. And I didn't feel like they gave up the world because they kept Middleton and they kept Portis and they kept those those pieces that are are critical to what they were doing and didn't give up a lot. Yeah. And now I'm looking at him like, geez, I gotta I gotta move off this Milwaukee take. But until I know it's dead, I'm not moving off it. It's not dead, dead. It's just, not, just mostly dead. Let's get a, a chocolate covered thing in their throat and see if we can revive them. <laughs> To blave. Uh, and yeah, to blave means to bluff. I don't know, man. I think that dog took too many licks on Milwaukee. They're going into septic shock. <laughs> I am, I am, I'm sorry. That was it. I am so done. With- now, okay, now I'm done. Now I'm done. No more. We don't believe you. <laughs> no. That's the thing. We don't believe you. No, because some story will pop up that a dog ate its owner because it was trapped in the house with it for a month. And you're going to be like, see, Hans, you're going to get eaten. (laughs) (laughs) And stop framing it as though you're trying to save me from some future dog issue. I've been around dogs. I, I have not been eaten yet.
<laughs> that sure sounded like Ian's earring. <laughs> I bet those he, dogs are scary. scary. But it takes more than that to keep a, the love of a man's dog down. It takes more than that to keep a good Utah down. Dogs are the the purest form of friendship you'll ever find in your life. 229, Hans and Scotty will uh, spin the wheel next right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You need to see this jazz team up close and in person. Oh, that was filthy! Listen all day, every Tuesday, for your chance to win jazz tickets. As The Zone will give away jazz tickets at 30 past the hour, every hour, all day long. It's Jazz Ticket Tuesday. Every Tuesday, all season long, presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. And on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. The wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Scotty, this is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, folks, it's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday and Sports Roulette, all brought to you by UCCU. Love where you bank. Let's give away some tickets. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bank. That's right. Call number 12 right now, and you will win tickets to go see the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors uh, coming up on February 12th. You want those mm. tickets? Be calling number 12 right now, 801-575-ZONE. Let's go. Might be might be seeing the final edition of the Golden State Warriors. It's like the uh, the farewell tour of Kobe, yep. some of these other guys. It's for Clay. Clay's making the rounds. Might be. <laughs> it might be over. All right, let's get to it. Lloyd, fire up that old wheel. Looking like they'll be 76th. Well, the news has come out on Joel Embiid from the procedure that he just underwent. Let me guess, a successful surgery. It was a successful procedure. All things went as planned. He will be reevaluated in approximately four weeks. So four weeks, and then you get reevaluated. What what do you think that'll go to? It'll stretch out to what six weeks? Yeah, probably. So we're looking at about a month and a half with Joel's return. Something like that. So I think that's being generous. That's the back end, very back end of the regular season, beginning of the postseason. Yeah, shut it down. They've done enough work to get to the postseason, and I guess if you got there and you felt like this was the time, maybe you push them back out there. But depending on what the procedure was done to the the cartilage or the meniscus, 
I don't know how aggressive you want to get. You know, if you sewed it back together or if you trimmed it up or whatever you did, do you risk further damage? Like he's and now he's compensating, put more yep. stress on his Achilles or more stress on his ACL, and then you push him back out there. I don't know. I feel like Philly's done. His chances of being an MVP and their chances of being an NBA champion feel done. Yeah. Out the window. Yep. You feel bad for him. Uh the dude's dealt with some pretty significant injuries, but Yep. It just keeps piling on for him. All right, spin it. Vegas mayor says, kiss my A's. Uh, Caroline Goodman, she seems like she'd be fun at parties. Yeah. Uh, is she bugged? Are, are, are the A's acting arrogant uh, about their current situation? Because her quote is pretty ugly. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, the Oakland Athletics, who are ready and willing to build a $1.5 billion stadium in her city, just right where I think where the Tropicana is. And uh, she said that the plan, the stadium plan, quote, does not make sense and that the A's ownership needs to go back to the drawing board to pitch a new plan to the Bay Area. She said, quote, I personally think the A's have got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. It's on a uh, podcast called the Front Office Today podcast. That's a pretty damning quote. Yeah, that's not great. I guess. Okay, so when we talk to Steve Starks, who joins Scotty and I from time to time, anytime there's breaking news in regards to Major League Baseball, he always emphasizes we're all in this together. The mayor, the governor, all of the the top executive heads, we're all in this together. And this is why. Because it it takes one jilted mayor that gets off the path and decides, I don't want the A's in Vegas. We've already got what we need. We've got NHL. We've really got the big beast, the NFL. And now we've got to try to get taxpayers' dollars and allocate area to parking and 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 they're being pompous about their situation and what they want from us and and then she goes rogue and it makes the whole thing seem like you're not on the same page and it's not a good situation. When, yeah, this is this is a this isn't good. Well, if this falls apart, then the chances yes. of the A's being here in Salt Lake City for three years will fall apart. Yes, because Major League Baseball is dead set on putting a team in Las Vegas. They want a team in Vegas badly. And so if it's not the A's, it's going to be somebody else, and it'll be an expansion team, and that'll kick Salt Lake to the curb when they do expand. So, in fact, she said that she's, you know, she's all about bringing Major League Baseball to Vegas. She just doesn't think the A's are a good fit. Well, she doesn't think they're a good fit, and she made comments. I listened to part of that podcast this morning. She kept making podcasts like, oh, if you want to stay in Oakland, then just stay in Oakland. Well, maybe that's what you should do is just stay in Oakland. So I'm wondering if there was some conversation back and forth where they're like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to make amends that. We're, we, are, we are not going to inconvenience ourselves to this degree. And somebody made the statement, fine, we'll just stay in Oakland. Because that's the way these comments yeah. make me feel, that this mayor was like, 
oh, you want to play that game. You want to leverage us by being sarcastic or passive aggressive or you want to act like you've got leverage to stay in Oakland, then stay your butt in Oakland. They don't want you there. Yeah, hopefully this is just posturing. It feels more like posturing to me. It feels like Oakland was trying to call somebody's bluff, and she's like, nah, we're not playing that. Then stay in Oakland. Because they are looking for almost $400 million in public money. Yeah. And that's met with some anger in in the Vegas area, too. Because I'm, they're already on the hook for the uh, Zumba or Rumba or whatever that stadium is. Elysian Stadium. Yep. <laughs> What's the vacuum cleaner? Z- Zumba. And what's the exercise? No, is that Rumba? The, zumbi, the Zoomies. The uh, pants back in the day? Uh, the exercise? Roomba? Uh, is that Roomba? Oh, Roomba? The Roomba is the vacuum, I believe. No, that's the Zumba. No. Oh, Zumba class. You're getting your, zoom, no, you're right. your Zoomies and your Roomies. You're right. Zumba class is, uh, is exercise. Roomba is the You want me to call vacuum. Frank and ask him? <laughs> <laughs> See if old ankles is up for the call. Oh, crooked ankles. (laughs) Good old crooked ankles. See if he'll take the call. You're so (laughs) cold-blooded. Man. He needs to get that bone shaved down. I bet it doesn't fit in cowboy boots. You need to be nicer. I just think, you know, when you're on one of those bikes, you know, as a kid, when you're on your bike and you're like that little inside bone in your ankle would hit the inside of the spoke and it would just tear it up. Horrible. It, that dude's on a bike like crazy, and he's got that bone sticking out. That's gotta. There's gotta be some contact there every you now need, and then. You need to take a picture of that and send it out so people can know what you're talking. About. I will next time. I will. I might not let you, but just picture Gonzo's nose on a lower oh, leg. Oh jeez, oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> you guys are not nice today. Whoa, you're don't fire. Don't draw it. Don't. Oh, don't draw me. You, you do deserve it. You too. You do deserve it. Got to deal with. Stupid dog story. Dogs and killing you stories all the time. All the time. We should just call, not not whole world news, but who do dogs kill today? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> all right. Lloyd, spin it. Andy Reid calling it quits? Oh, not so fast, Lloyd. Calm it down in there. I don't think he's ready there yet. <laughs> Should have had a little more excitement. Andy uh, Reid calling it quits. Uh, Andy Reid in uh, the multiple press conferences coming up said that uh, it was asked about retirement. He said, my mom and dad told me when they were working, uh, they said, you, you'll know when it's time to go. Uh, and when I'm ready to go, I'll go. That's what they told me when I'm young. I was an inquisitive kid, so that's the way I look at it. Somewhere you're going to know it's time. Today's not the day, but today's also not the day to talk about it. And he's a lifer. He goes, I don't have a sense for when that day is coming, but when it comes, I'll know, and that's when I'll call it a career. You know, I, I saw this quote from Jim Harbaugh, who said that you play as long as you can play, and then when you're done playing, then you coach as long as you can coach, and then when you quit coaching, you die. Then you go. And I know I hope Andy Reid's not like I would like to see Andy Reid enjoy life. Like you know what, shut it down. You made tons of money. Go be with your family. But I, do, I don't know. He, he, I do wonder with family situation. Yeah, if it's just a distraction. That's a good point. Big distraction because he's dealt with some stuff. Okay, Scotty. 
How much age do you think there is between Andy Reid and Kyle Whittingham? Oh, wow. How much age? Don't look it up, Lloyd. How much age do you think? I think Andy's got him by two years. Just a few months. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just a few months. I figured they were close, but I thought there would be at least a year or two. Nope. It's months. Jeez. That's why when I look at those two, I'm like, hmm. Because you look at Andy, you're like, man, maybe it's time for him to go enjoy life while he can enjoy life. Because he looks older. He looks aged. Doesn't he? Kyle looks like he's just a a steed out there. Silver-haired fox. Getting those, those grays in there just a little bit. It's Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, Kyle's a little putting, bit. He's putting some grays on. He is putting some grays on, but there's just months between. I don't think it's an entire year. Yeah. But they're both pretty young. I was actually thinking about this this morning. So when you say pretty young, what, 60? 64 and 65. Okay. I don't know, man. Like, I'm when you get to... When you get into your 60s and your mid-60s, it's time to... Kyle's 64, turned 64, I think, in November. And Andy Reid, I don't know when he turns 65. I know he's 65. Kyle? No, no Andy. Andy Reid. Kyle's 64. I, he, he he had his 64th birthday in November sometime, I remember. How old was Lavelle when he shut it down? 70. So Andy turns, will turn 66 on March 19th. Yeah, Lavelle was 70. Yeah, Lavelle was 70. Yeah. When he left BYU. Huh. So, okay, this was my thought about Andy Reid. Let's say Andy wins this Super Bowl. That'll give him three Super Bowl victories? Yes. Am I missing one in a previous life? No, no. No, he went to, this will be his fifth Super Bowl. He lost one at Philadelphia. He lost one with Kansas City. He's won two. So he's two and two in Super Bowls. Wins this one, it'll be three and two. He's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is there any way, any way, that he and Patrick Mahomes could pass Belichick and Tom Brady for the, oh, I, the greatest of all yes, time combo? I think they I think they certainly could. Yes. As much as it pains me to say that, they absolutely could. Because I think uh, he could coach well into 72-73 if he wants. And if Patrick Mahomes stays healthy and they yeah. keep a team around him, I just wonder how long that dynasty could go and if Andy Reid could be talked about as, hey, he's the greatest to ever Greatest do of all it. time. Yeah. Good. All right, 249, Hans and Scotty. We'll wrap up this bad boy next right here on The Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Okay, so you got him last time at Delta Center. That's a poll question for another day. The Delta Center or Delta Center? What do they want? They've asked me to drop the the, so I'm going to. Because? Nobody asked me. They don't care what I think. I just like that it bugs you. Okay. <laughs> talking to a guy I work with. He said, I was up early driving somewhere. I had you guys on. PK was cracking me up. He's giving you such a hard time. But I agree <laughs> with you. It's the Delta Center. But it was still hilarious. <laughs> I love that you've thought about it. Well, I have to. You keep bringing it up. I don't give a crap what they call it. It makes no difference to me. I care about what goes on the floor during the game. 
Catch DJ and PK. Mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Another edition of the show, Hans and Scotty. Hey, make sure to nominate a youth sports volunteer that you know for the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nominations at kslsports.com slash contest and listen every Thursday afternoon for JJ and Alex for the winner. All right, folks, uh, tomorrow's show is going to be fantastic. Big day. Uh, it is. I know it's not doesn't have the same cachet as it did back in the day, but it's still National Letter of Intent Signing Day for football. You'll hear from Kalani Sataki, probably Blake Anderson as well. We'll recap a jazz game. We'll recap uh, college basketball with Utah State and BYU playing games tonight. Uh, it's a lot going down, and we could not be more fired up for it. It should be a great one. Yeah. Bear with us because there's a lot, a lot we got to get to. And excited to catch up with Kalani. I haven't been able to catch up with Kalani on air for some time, but he's going to join us at 2.40 tomorrow to go through this new signing class now that it will be complete. Yep. These complete signing classes are – it'll be nice just to have it all kind of wrapped up, talk to him about some of the portal players and, and what he's got going and, and so much more. See if the Jazz can get over the thunder. Yep, should be a fun one. You'll hear it all right here on The Zone. You'll also have a little Utah State basketball on The Zone as well. Big one against Nevada. We'll have that for you as well. JJ and Alex next, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone.